Hello, and welcome to another episode of the You're Not Done Yet podcast, where your purpose is just moments away, and I'm here to help you get there. Hey guys, it's your host again, Andrea B, back with another episode. So today, I have the luxury of interviewing and talking to Miss Andrea Rock, who is the founder of the nonprofit Like Wildflowers. Miss Andrea, introduce yourself. Hey everybody, my name is Andrea Rock, and I'm so excited to be here. Yes, so we're just going to hop right into it. I met Miss Andrea at a Working Women Wednesday in Tallahassee, and from there, it was kind of like instant. She was like, I don't want to leave without connecting with anybody, so I just was like, well, let me just slip her my phone. We type in Instagrams, and we connect from there, and we did, and we're finally getting a chance to interview, and I'm just so excited and just happy to have her here to talk about her vision, her purpose, and where she's heading and what she's doing now. So my first question is, who is Andrea Rock? So at first when I started thinking about that question, I was like, well, that's easy. I'm Andrea Rock. I, you know, I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. um, I'm a sister. But when I got down to the deepest part of that question, I really decided to lead with my faith because it's the most important thing to me in my life. So Andrea Rock is a lover of Jesus and beloved is my identity. I'm a wife to Zach Rock, I'm a creative and a writer, and I truly believe that creativity is a birthright because we were created by the most creative. I'm also a friend, a sister, and a daughter by blood, but also through my family in the kingdom of God. Whoa, I was just like you, I wasn't expecting that answer But thank you for sharing that. Most people only see the surface and not really tap into what I'm really <laughs> trying to ask. You covered that 100%. <laughs> um, so my next question is, so what is the inspiration behind your nonprofit Like Wildflowers? So Like Wildflowers, at its most basic foundation, was really birthed out of the revelation that God takes the most horrible, broken, and downright depressing circumstances and turns them into something beautiful like wildflowers. Um, I was going to get a little brave today and share a bit of my testimony. Um, So if that's okay with you. (laughs) Um, So years ago, um, in my early 20s, I was in an abusive relationship. um, And it was abusive emotionally, physically, mentally, um, ended up getting married and also divorced. Mm -hmm. Um, I was broken. And really truly digging into my faith after all of that happened um, and trying to find just how to move forward really and it was a a huge chunk of my life it was eight years of my life so almost a decade and um, basically I ended up finding something that I had had from my previous relationship that was a piece of paper and it had wildflower seeds embedded in it And I was moving with now, this is years later, fast forward, um, I was moving in with my husband. I just got remarried two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I found that piece of paper when I was going through stuff and really kind of cleaning out and packing and you know how moving goes. Um, And I found that piece of paper with the wildflower seeds embedded in it and I decided to plant it Mm. instead of throw it out 
because I was like, well, that's a waste. Yeah. Why waste those precious seeds? Right. I'm going to plant it. So I planted it and kind of forgot about it. And one morning I was sitting on my patio and um, basically I looked over and this is, you know, a month or so down the road and I see the wildflower seeds had bloomed mm. and were starting to sprout and grow. And I had this moment and a lot of people, we, we try to put words to these moments, but the best thing I can tell you, it was supernatural. Yeah. And God really spoke to me and said, I will take even your mess and turn it into something beautiful okay. like wildflowers. <clears throat> even when you were impatient, even when you tried to go your own way and mm. do things your own way, I will take them and I will turn it for good because you love me. Yeah. And so... From that moment, there was just something inside of me that stirred and knew that I needed to share not only my testimony, but my faith and my journey to really being able to embrace um, just who God created me to be, yeah. even with my flaws, even with my past, even with mistakes, just embracing that and yeah. really sharing from a vulnerable, um, transparent place. So fast forward and the development of like wildflowers mm -hmm. um there's a scripture that i wanted to share okay. in regards to some of the things that i just shared and it's romans eight twenty eight, and this is the passion translation it says so we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit god's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives for we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose so I was radically saved by Jesus and his grace. And so I am wildly passionate about sharing that with the world. So that looks like my nonprofit, like Wildflowers. <laughs> um, it's a transparent community cultivated in love and truth where wild and vulnerable individuals can be rooted in relationship with Jesus and grow like wildflowers. My purpose is for growth to be a lifestyle, not a season. Growing and renewal takes place in God's presence, so if we are abiding in Him, we should be getting into His presence daily and experiencing that growth and that renewal. That is an amazing story. I always feel like, you know, you're given a testimony for a reason, and for you to be brave enough to say, like, hey, I think I want to share it, I don't have no problem with that because that's something that I'm learning to do too. Like, I'm learning that whatever yeah. I'm going through is for a greater purpose, and it's for me to tell. It's for me to share how God has taken me from my darkest, darkest moments and brought me into a lighter moment and mm -hmm. allowed me to be faithful. And like you said, even though I was impatient, even though I was rushing, I had to take my time and realize that things are not going to happen the way I want them to. They're going to happen the way that God wants them. Yes. And share a little bit of my story. That's what I was kind of going through like a year and a half ago. Um, with somebody for two years, he was pretty much my first love. He was my first everything. And then you break up, and then you find out that you're pregnant, and then you're like, okay, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I'm here on my own. And I guess the biggest thing what I was struggling with was thinking that I couldn't do it without him. Mm. So when I told my mom I was pregnant, I was scared. I was like, yeah. she's going to kill me. Like, I just graduated. Like, I just got a job. Like, how can I mess it up even more? So mm -hmm. she pretty much told me that, you know, you're going to have a baby. Mm -hmm. She was like, and you can continue to worry about whatever you want to worry about, but your main focus should be you and the baby. And 
like, oh, that's a hard pill to swallow. And I think in that she was going to fuss at me. She didn't fuss at mm-hmm. me. She just pretty much was like, <laughs> I mean, you're grown. You graduated. Like, there's nothing else I could pretty much tell you, but you're going to do the right thing. And she was like, her, her story is too, she had me. Her and my dad didn't work out. So she pretty much ended up like coming up raising me on her own. So raising me as a single mother and me turning out to be how I turn out. And I'm just like, well, yeah, I'm great. I feel like I'm great. So I want, you know, my son to have that same mindset, that same experience. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, God, you know, I'm going to stop thinking about what I don't have to think about what I do have. That's right. And then when I knew that it was him telling me, like, you've been distracted for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm about to put you right back on that path so you can get back focused. <laughs> and, you know, you ignore the signs about people and things. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, it's okay. You know, we'll get through it. It is what it is. Like, I'm not worried about it. But I think that having my son was like that last test. Like, I'm telling you. Yeah. You have to let go. Yeah. You got to let it go. And because the thing is, your focus isn't going to be on, you know, your significant other. It's going to be on yourself. Yeah. And I just was like. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, but me being 23, it was a lot to grasp at one time. Yeah, very much and so. And I'm just like, well, Lord, you didn't pick me from the back. You hit me from the side. You hit me from the front. Like, what am I supposed to do? And yeah. then, like you said, you had to learn to start, you know, finding your faith again, finally walking yeah, with God again. Your purpose. And that's what happened to me. Um, I had to start learning to start back talking to God. Yeah. Not only going to him because I needed something, but going to him right. because I want to have that relationship with you yeah. consistent. So knowing that I'm just not doing this for play, I'm not doing this for show, I'm doing this because this is my life and this is where I want to yeah. go. And when I figured that out, I said, okay. Game changer. Game changer. <laughs> and I made the decision. I'm like, you know what, God? I'm putting everything in your hands. I'm giving myself to you. And I'm just going to let you deal with it. Wow. And right now, I can say that was one of the best decisions I've ever yeah. made. With him being four months old, I can say that I haven't had to do as much for him as I have. Yeah. Like, my job blessed me with everything I could need, all the big stuff, and I had a baby wow. shower on my own. So, like I said, the biggest fear was I'm not going to be able to do it without him. But God just was like, well, look what you are doing without I'll provide. And I'm telling you, I was crying my eyes out. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to do this. But he's showing me, but you're doing it though. That's right. You're doing it each and every day. And the fact that you were able to leave a situation like that, you know, mm-hmm. most women don't. Mm-hmm. Most women don't say like, well, you know what? Like, I'm too good for this. Like, I don't need him. I don't need this. And then, like you said, you just got remarried two years ago and God blessed you with yeah. the one you're really supposed to be with. Yeah. So I was like, I know it's all in purpose and it's all in walking and you just have to be open, open, have mm-hmm. to be patient mm-hmm. and you just have to allow God to work and learn how to trust in his age. I'm like, you know, just yeah. be patient, calm yep. down. Like, be patient, that's right. And you'll be okay. So my next question is, which leads into, why do you think it's important to have God at the center of your business? Um, well, I have a... I had a really short and sweet response to that, okay. and I, I really think it is short and sweet, actually, okay. um, because truly my heart is to go- glorify God in all that I do, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So if I leave Him out of my business, mm-hmm. how does that bring glory to Him? If instead I'm really just bringing glory to myself. Right. So 
I'm a mess without God. I can't do it without him anyways. So truly, if I were to think that I could leave him out of my business, Mm -hmm. then I would just be really confused and lost. And not even thinking about what you need. Right. And there was another scripture, like this just came to me last night. I was kind of reviewing some of these questions Mm -hmm. and thinking about this. And um, it's John 15, 5. This is the New King James Version. It says, um, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So Jesus said it pretty simple. That's true. Without him, we can't do anything. I mean, we can. We can spin our wheels. We can go our own way. We can live to glorify ourselves and make our own name famous. We can get rich and do whatever we want with Mm -hmm. our money and, and honestly live really unfulfilled and probably be pretty sad because none of the stuff in the world, none of the best bank accounts, none of the best careers, not being famous, not having everything you think you want, none of that stuff really truly fulfills you. And so I, I really do my best to keep God in the center of my business every day and and that looks like starting my day out with him starting my day in prayer and devotion Mm -hmm. and and just being quiet and listening and I think that's really hard in our society because everybody is so on the go and we have our phones in our hands constantly and I'm guilty of it like I'm not saying I'm I have not arrived okay (laughs) let's be honest I have to like tell myself all the time nope don't look at your phone first thing in the morning leave it on the charger leave it you know out of sight out of mind but our society is so fast moving everything is about convenience yes my husband has this saying that he says we serve a crockpot god and a microwave generation that's it and it is so true because we want everything instantaneously and God does not work like that and he doesn't work like that for our best. Yes, it's he not cuz he's a cruel mean God up in the sky saying, "Oh no, you can't have your way." No. He knows about our heart's desires right. and he wants the best for us. Right. But we don't always understand his plan and there are mysteries of God that people do not talk about. Right. You have to be okay with not understanding some things. Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with leaving some things to the mystery. You have to be okay with knowing that you're not always going to understand why God is doing what he's doing and also taking some responsibility and saying, you know, Mm -hmm. I have responsibility in this too. He's not a tyrant, God. We have a choice. We have responsibility and we just have to remember that, yes, God will allow some things, but he is also not, he does not cause fear. He does mm-hmm. not cause death. He does not cause any of the things that destroy, kill, destruct, yeah. steal. That's not our God. Mm-hmm. So we have to have an understanding that there is a mystery to this life and we're not always going to understand it. Not at all. We can't rush ahead. We can't force things manipulate our way we gotta just chill really when it comes down to it and in business that can be hard because you want to get ahead you want to attain to a certain level you want to promote you want the pay raise you want the title you want the you know feeling significant you want to accomplish Mm -hmm. and so keeping God at the center of our business Mm -hmm. to get back to the question is so crucial because it's going to keep us 
from running that rat race and yeah. from exhausting ourselves right. when God's just saying, just rest, child, yeah. just rest in me, and I promise you, I will make a way. Yeah. I promise you, I will open the door that is meant to be open for yes. you, and I will shut the doors that no, no man can it. shut. So we have to just stick with that humility of not always understanding, understanding yeah. allowing there to be mysteries of God, and in our business, yeah. allowing things to progress at the rate that God wants them to progress. Yes. Now, that doesn't mean don't put your hand to the plow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. We got to put our hands to the plow. We still got to work. But there is something that happens when we truly surrender our ambitions mm -hmm. and our desires yeah. within our businesses and our jobs and our careers. Yeah. When we surrender that to God on a daily basis yeah. and we say, you know what, God, this is this is all for you anyways. Right. So you have you. your way. Yeah. You have your way. And I'm not gonna try to rush ahead. Yeah. And I'm gonna adhere to what you are doing in my yes. life. <laughs> and I can tell you that's one thing that um, even throughout college I had so many brilliant ideas and I just would act on them but not really successfully see them through. Sure. So when I was in my relationship I had so many ideas. I was like I want to do this, I want to do that. Because originally I was going to start my own podcast in college but I just knew at the moment like my heart wasn't in it. Yeah. It just was like it was something to do. And just to say oh my god I got a podcast. Yeah. I got a house, I got a podcast. But I was like okay. So it didn't work out the first time. And so when the idea came back to me again, I'm like, okay, let's, it's time to do it. And then my whole thing was just like, well, you need a name, you need a name, you need a name. And I'm like, okay, I was patient. I was waiting. I was getting upset because I'm like, oh, my God, like I'm on a time crunch. Like, God, give me a sign. <laughs> give me a name. And i never forget, I was laying out in the bed, and I was just looking, you know, at my baby. And I was just like, God, whatever was supposed to break me didn't break me. And I was like, that means that I'm not done. And then it clicked. And it was like, Julie, you're not done yet. And I was like, okay, God. That's so good. Okay. And <laughs> that's just something that I ran with. And I was like, I got it. Like, this is it. But keeping him in the center. And that's why people are very, like, consistent with their podcast. And I'm like, no, I just don't want to hop on there and don't have nothing to talk about because my heart isn't in it. Yeah. And that's why I take my time with episodes because I'm like, I really want it to be specific. I really want it to be purposeful. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, God, you put me in a place to meet Andrea for a reason. So yeah. I'm going to take my time with it. I'm going to explore it. And so knowing that our values and our beliefs are the same, it's like, okay, God, well, yes. But that's why I'm interviewing her. That's why I'm here and I'm doing this. But keeping God in the center of your business is the only way you're going to be successful. And my biggest thing is that it's only going to go as far as God allows it to go. Yes. And I love what you said about, like, you're you're taking your time in it. Yeah. Like, it sounds like you are you are being really patient yeah. and waiting on the Lord for direction. Yeah. Not that you're sitting still and have your hands under your butt. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? But, but that you're being really thoughtful about yeah. it. And I think that's important because it yes. shows reverence for the Lord and what he wants to do mm -hmm. in you and through you. Yeah. And I just came out of a season like that with like wildflowers yeah. because I was at a place where I was feeling like I needed to just be quiet. Yeah. And so 
I didn't want to just push content out just to push just to content push out. Yes. And so I I have taken a sabbatical. I mean, the last couple few months probably yeah. have been pretty quiet. Yeah. I've done some social media posts. I have not blogged at all. Yeah. I have a couple drafts in my drive yeah. right now, but nothing that I felt like this is really what God is wanting me to share. Yeah. And so... I have also been in a place and a space of just allowing mm-hmm. the content to be developed. Yes. And I think that that's important because then it's going to be quality mm-hmm. and it's going to be exactly what is needed to be shared at that point in time. Yes. Instead yes. of just, you know, shoving out whatever sounds good or whatever the trend is or exactly. whatever the latest is yes. and and we can feel that pressure a lot mm-hmm. from the world to to produce, yeah. to you know, push out content, to post every single day, yeah. to get your podcast up, create your YouTube station, do this, do yeah. that. And you feel that pressure from the world yeah. and it's it can be difficult as a believer mm-hmm. to push out that pressure yes. and to say nope. I'm waiting on the Lord. And so I really commend you for that because it's difficult sometimes. And that that pressure can really get to you. And it can really make you feel inadequate. It can make you feel insignificant because, oh, I'm not posting every day or I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. And, well, you know what? That's okay. (laughs) And that's what I've been really rectifying lately and coming to terms with and having a lot of peace about is that you know we don't have to do what everybody else is doing and and that's what makes it special because you doing you and being uniquely the way that God created you and the way that he works in you and speaks through you and that's unique and people want to see realness rather than just pushed content yes. and everything they can find it anywhere else on the internet yeah. what makes it different, different yeah. what makes it stand out what makes it special and what makes it valuable yes we could talk for days for about days. <laughs> yes. leadership the top the top 3 points of leadership and every person in the world has you know top 3 points about leadership yeah. or health and wellness or the best the best uh workout or we could do all that but at the end of the day what makes it different and i would tell you you really confirmed something that i was feeling a little bit of doubt because i'm like oh my god my podcast is taking over the way that i thought it was Mm -hmm. but my friend told me she just was like no keep doing what you're doing because the people that need to listen to it that needs to hear it Mm -hmm. they're listening to it Yes. So don't worry about, oh, my God, you didn't get, like, a thousand plays, but you got right. one. Yeah. You got two. And I'm like, and you know what? You're right. And she was like, no, don't stop. Keep pushing with your thinking. And she said, and then allow it to grow. Allow your seed that you sow to yes. just blossom, and you're going to be fine. She was yes. like, you don't know what doors are going to open for you just because you stepped out of faith and was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I want it uh-huh. to be genuine. I want it to be real. And she, she said the same thing you said. Sometimes we get so caught up in what the world is doing. Yeah. We're not of the world. We're right. of God. And so you have to be patient and allow God to work in that situation right. and work in the direction that you want him to work. 
and that's something you gotta learn mm-hmm. okay and like do not despise small beginnings yep and that's what it is and like you said like the posting every day and I'm like I don't have time to post every day right. I work from 8 to 5 and I have to come home and be in mommy mode so when I yeah. do post it's like something you know even it's an event or it's like a little post it's nothing like super big but it's just saying like hey like I'm still here not yeah. like everybody else not on my Insta story you know every day <laughs> but I'm here mm-hmm. and I really do like I get that 100%. So, when we're talking about life and talking about purpose, so what are the three words that you apply to your everyday life? So, I had a hard time with this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> because three words, I, I can tend to be long-winded, and I, I try not to be, but I find it's really hard to articulate what God is doing in me and yeah. the things that I've seen him do. Yeah. And so, I always feel like I'm... I'm not giving him enough credit and it's hard for me to get out all the words to really justify like how amazing he is and all the goodness that God shows us on a daily basis. So I came up with four words. I'm cheating. I'll take the four. So one is kingdom. And the reason for that everyday word, because it's, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That's Matthew 6, 33. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer in that just because I have seen God work through that scripture yeah. on a daily basis. When mm-hmm. you seek him first every day in his righteousness, mm-hmm. then all those things will be added to you. Right. All the little things that we worry about like work or bills or being here on time or doing this or getting there all those little things that we were about clothes even our outfits that's like a promise god's gonna take care of us so we if we spend time worrying about those small details then that's all we're ever gonna get we have to trust him with everything but especially those little things that that we really don't need to be wasting our energy on worrying about so kingdom is daily for me kingdom is daily for me in in another way because kingdom is having a kingdom mindset Mm -hmm. it's not about who who's this girl or oh what church or what job or what skin color or it's kingdom we are all children of god and we were all created in his image so i do my best to keep that at the forefront of my mind on a daily basis and then a long-term word Mm -hmm. that is daily is legacy and for me that's I want to leave a legacy for my family someday and so that has to be done daily legacies are not born overnight they are not developed overnight they're not created overnight it has to be daily And so legacy in the sense of, you know, I want to leave a spiritual legacy. Yes, of course, of faith for our family someday. My husband and I would love to have kids. Um, And so we want to leave a legacy of faith for them. But we also want to leave a legacy, um, you know, some either maybe some property or a business or something that we can leave behind that will bless them. And that can be handed down from generation to generation so legacy is another everyday word for me and then the last two go hand in hand okay. and I, I just initially wrote love 
But then I was like, but I gotta have truth in there. I gotta have truth. So love, love and truth because love, if we don't have love, we're like a clanging symbol, right? Mm -hmm. We gotta have love. Like that's what this thing is all about is showing the love of Christ to others around us. Yeah. And, and not only to others, but to ourselves and allowing, allowing God to love on us. Sometimes we have a hard time with that because we're like, wait a second, this perfect love, this love that says, even when I mess up, even when I fail, even when I fall short, you still love me and you want to like lavish me with your love. Not just like the world love, but you want to lavish me with your love. And we run from that. We close off from that. Yeah. We hide from that because it wrecks our logic. It doesn't make sense to us. Right. How can this God love me this much? And it's hard to fathom. It's hard to understand. It is. It is. But that's where we get back to the mysteries of God. Yeah. We're not going to understand everything. Yeah. So love and truth. And the truth part is because you got to have truth in this world. If you don't, you look one way, listen to one thing on the internet, and watch one YouTube video that you shouldn't be listening to, right. and you're going to be steered in the wrong the direction. Wrong direction yes. You have to understand what truth is, and that means getting into your word, reading the yes. Bible, knowing what he says about you, mm-hmm. about us, and knowing what the word says so that we can decipher what is real from what is wrong. And I, I live my life by that. I live my life by the fact that I need to know what the Bible says yes. because I don't want to be led astray. I don't want to be steered in the oh, wrong yeah. direction, and I don't want to waste my thought life on something that right. ain't from God. Yes. So we have to pair those two words yeah. together because love and truth. Love, yes, and you think love, and a lot of people in this world think love. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, Cupid and love and lovey-dovey and romance and sometimes love is tough and love isn't just always in an emotion that we ride out and oh I love my husband today some days there's moments where I don't love my husband where I love him but I don't like him okay (laughs) I'm just being real and and that's I I stick to that you got to be real you got to be transparent so There are days when I don't feel like cooking dinner for my husband, but I do it because I love him in in truth. Right. Not just on the days when I feel like it. I don't allow my emotions to rule me and to, you know, dictate um, my actions. And that's where I think we have to pair love with truth Mm -hmm. because our hearts, although... Yes, they are wonderful, and God created us with them. They can also be deceitful. So we have to pair love with truth. And I just, that's my reasoning for my four (laughs) words, because I could not leave the one without the other. Because you need both of them. And that's the one thing I'm learning to, too, is to operate in my truth. Operating in the fact that, yeah, you once did something, but it's not something for you to hide. You have to be truthful and be honest because you don't know who you're going to bless with your story and your testimony. Yeah. And just being truthful with everything. Like, I've gotten to the point where, like, I'm not shy anymore. Like, I'm not going to 
want to sit here and just be quiet and just be, you know, hmm, I know yeah. I'm going to say what's on my mind. I'm going to tell my truth because if I don't tell my truth, I'm not going to feel fulfilled at the end of the day because it's like you could have handled that situation a lot better yeah. than what you did. You just stood there. You were silent. You didn't say anything. Yeah. And I'm already operating truth in my relationships and my friendships and just even being truthful with myself. Like, yeah. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself like self. Yes. Self. Yes. Now you know, <laughs> and then you think like, yeah, self, you're right. You, you're right. You should have been more better about that. Should have been honest, and you could have walked through your truth and not let you know, like you said, you led astray. That's something that I actually posted on my personal Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook the other day was about confidence, mm-hmm. but also the idea of truth and mm-hmm. where we get our confidence. And that we know as believers, our truth is God's truth, is the word of God, is the written, infallible word of God, the Bible. But in our society, we have people saying, well, I need to speak my truth. Well, your truth should line up with the word of God. Then we, well, I mean, it is a problem, but it's also not. Uh, necessarily that person's fault I believe that everyone is revealed the the truth at different times in their lives and their journey and their faith walk right so if there's a group of people who who don't necessarily believe in this or they think that this is wrong or that is wrong or whatever it's not for us to judge and say oh shame on you it's just to have understanding and and to say, you know what, they just, they haven't, their eyes have not been open to that truth yet. Right. And all we can do is love and pray. Yeah. And love and pray for those people. Mm-hmm. But we cannot get twisted that our truth is not intended to be different from the word of God right. and the, the truth that right. that God is. Because you don't know when you're speaking your truth if it aligns with the Bible and what God says. And mm-hmm. then the people that are around you who, you know, claim to be believers, they will know that too. Yeah. And it's not going to be you just putting on a show because somebody's going to be like, well, that's not yeah. what the Bible says. That's yeah. It's not what God says now. Come on. But then, like you said, you have to learn how to just accept and love and And learn and grow yeah. and, and humility. And, yeah. and also just to, you know, I think that's part of keeping a teachable spirit yeah. and being willing to be corrected especially by those that love you and to have you know that healthy relationship with people around you and your in your church and in your family that they can call you out on some things and and that you have the humility to say you know what I'm still learning and growing you know just just like everybody else and so it's it's just relationship, really, and God gives us discernment on who to share and what not to share not with, to share, yes. and we just have to be paying attention and living that spirit-led life. Because mm-hmm. you can't go out and share your <laughs> thoughts with everybody because people are not always receptive to That's that. true. So talking about faith and faith walk and, you know, listening to God, walking on that path, what advice would you give to those who are beginning to walk? So I struggled with this a little bit myself because I was much like you. I had so many ideas and I was like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And 
and I I am multi-passionate and I believe that's okay God did create us with passion inside of us Um, but there is definitely a time and a season for everything Everything, so we have to be able to rein that in and to really focus I think on our one main purpose and then everything else starts to fall into place so I wrote down a few points for this question Um, number one don't overthink it don't overthink it at the end of the day when Jesus is your first love and you truly rest in that beloved identity things will just flow out of that and so don't overthink it and sometimes we're being encouraged and urged to to start something and we overthink it yeah and we think oh well I'm not good enough I'm not experienced enough I'm not adequate I'm not I'm not smart enough I don't know that many people right I don't have the skill set or whatever all of the lies and the reasons we can come up with to to basically discredit ourselves when God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called (laughs) right so we have to just not overthink it yeah and focus on our main purpose which is being beloved being a child of God being a friend of Jesus and it's out of that place that I'm truly convinced that dreams will come that purpose will flow doors will open things will happen that we couldn't force or make happen ourselves right so Number two, I said stop blaming everything on A, everybody else. Yes. <laughs> it ain't my fault. It's your fault. It's, your it's fault. everybody else. I didn't do that. No, I no, can't, no, I can't do this because of you. Right. Wait a second. No, no, what? No, no, no. Right, right. So we need to stop blaming others, A, or B, stop blaming the devil. So many people are like in the Christian world, they're so focused on what attack they're under and who's talking about them and who's doing this we're not called to pay attention to all that nonsense we are called to focus on the pure holy lovely things to focus and meditate on god and and then we will have clarity and then we will be able to walk forward in our purpose so take responsibility take responsibility for where you're at Mm -hmm. for what you're doing or what you're not doing and continue to move forward and that's my last point is that your purpose is every day it's not one pivotal moment Mm -mm. it's not a grand achievement with a date stamped on it and you're not always going to feel like it so take quitting off the table because believe me there have been days where I wanted to quit and there were days that in my head I did quit yeah. like a thousand times I'm over actually. I'm not doing it again. No, no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this. Yeah. So don't give up. Take quitting off the table and never ever stop pressing forward to that high calling. Oh yeah. And that high calling again, I believe is our purpose is to really be beloved, to love Jesus and everything else flows out of that. Yeah. It's when we focus and we have our priorities right, that the purpose comes. Comes right away. And then we can walk in it. Yeah. And I I jotted down a scripture. Okay. And 
It's uh, Philippians 3.13. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. And I just thought that scripture was so suiting for that question because we, we have to fasten our heart to the future. Now, we're not supposed to live in the future and get anxious because living in the future is mm, worrying, I would say. There's a yeah. difference between fastening your heart to the future. Right. That sounds like hope to me. But worrying about the future is going to cause anxiety. Yeah. It's going to cause stress. You're going to be anxious. Mm-hmm. And we know we're not supposed to be anxious for anything. Right. And then if we look in the past too much and we look backwards too much, we're going to get depressed. Yes. We have to stay in the present and also fasten our heart to the future, yes. knowing that there is a purpose, there is a calling, and we keep pressing forward to that yeah. calling and to that purpose. Listen, you're speaking everything <laughs> that I've been going through myself. And the main thing, like you said, is taking accountability. Yes. I had to tell myself, like, look, you're here. This is how you got here, but we're not going to stay here. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you've asked, the, you know, asked the Lord to forgive you. Mm-hmm. He has. Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about the past, worry about right now, and yep. allow him to, you know, set you into your future. And so accountability was one of my words 2020. Be accountable. That's good. Be held accountable. Hold everybody else around you accountable. What you said about everybody else around you, mm-hmm. you got to be accountable to the right people. Yes. Because too many people are trying to go somewhere and you look around them and they have a bunch of people surrounding them that are they not trying to go anywhere. anywhere. Right. So surround yourself with positive, like-minded yes. people who are motivated, who have the same values and beliefs yes. as you, um, and, and just really press into that yes. because it's in community where we truly do flourish yes and where we really can yes. bloom and and really be all that we were intended to be so I think community is a huge part Big, of that yeah. and that's what I feel like in some ways that I'm trying to create I want my age group or my generation I'll say to learn how to work together instead of yeah. Like we're not in competition with each other. Right. We're supposed to be here to help each other grow and not just one person, not idolizing one person. Mm-hmm. And so my biggest thing is I've always told people my purpose I feel like is to inspire and motivate you to be the best you that you can be. Mm-hmm. And let us take that walk together. You don't have yeah. to do it by yourself. Everyone around you is kinda struggling sometimes with the same thing. So how can we come together as a community yeah. to make that bigger than what it is making it bigger than ourselves yeah so oh yeah that's that's so true and isolation the opposite of community Mm -hmm. in isolation is where we really become self introverted and we become our own worst enemy basically because it's too easily it's too easy to get stuck in your own head too when you're constantly alone and isolated and 
like I said earlier, don't blame everything on the yes. devil, but let's be real. The devil does want you to isolate yourself because mm. then he can tell you all the lies like you're not good enough. You're never going to be good enough. So you're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. Steal, kill, and destroy. That is his tactics. Yeah. We know that. And isolation is the opposite of community. So can have community. Make yourself get involved in a yes, in a absolutely. community yes. of some sort. Yeah. I mean, I highly encourage in a small group or a church or something yeah. like that. But also different things like uh, maybe a workout class or a book club or yeah. something like that. But get out and become a part of something yes. where you can learn and you can grow and you can have that support of of people coming alongside of you and sharing your burdens with you. Right. Yeah, and that's, I feel that's the direction that I'm heading into. And I said, even if, it, like you said, create my own community, I would do that. That's fine. Yeah. But as long as I know if I'm touching at least one person. Yeah. One person. And one person decides to be like, you know what, God? I'm going to let you lead. I'm going to let this be you. Because you sent somebody in my life to allow me to see what you're, what you're doing in her life so that she can do that in mine. Yes. That's my, that's my it. mind frame. That's where I'm heading. I love it. So to close out this episode, are there any upcoming events 2020 that we should know about? And where can the people find you? Um, so there's a couple events okay. um, that actually just recently came together. But okay. this April, um, I will be speaking at an encounter weekend. Okay. And it's put on by a woman of God named Janet Clary with Titus Two Women's Ministry. Okay. Um, right here in the Tallahassee area. There will be more details to come posted on social media and there will be a flyer and stuff so I can share that with you yes. as soon as that's put together but that will be in April Okay. Um, and I'll be speaking on a Thursday night okay. and then I'm also on a leadership team for our region's women's ministry and it's called Femfire okay. and we will be hosting our annual Femfire women's conference this upcoming September or October okay. so the dates are to be determined um, but definitely can share that with yes, you. Yes. And then I do have several social media handles. <laughs> um, my personal is wild underscore child of God. And like wildflowers is just at like dot wild dot flowers. And then we're on Facebook as like wildflowers. And I also have a website that's like wildflowers.org. Okay. Well, Ms. Andrea, I will say that this episode has been very touching, very purposeful, very fulfilling, and knowing that there are women out there just like me, yes. <laughs> and that we're just all working for the greater good, and we're just God, and just making sure that his message is spread yes. throughout the world, and letting them know that he does live in us by showing us, That's and showing right. you our love, our support for you, us not judging you, us just being here. And it's like, you know that he does exist. Yes. And like you said, and we're okay with the mystery of not knowing yeah. what's to come or what's going to happen. Yeah. We're fine with that. But there's hope. But exactly. There's hope in everything that you do, but you got to be patient. Yeah. <laughs> Steadfast, be humble, and you have to allow God to work. That's right. So with that being said, we're going to close this episode out of the You're Not Done Yet podcast. Once again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming talking to me, giving me your wisdom, giving me your thoughts about life, and yes. I really do appreciate it. So Thank make you. sure you're welcome. So make sure you're following us on Instagram 
at um, You're Not Done Yet Pod. And then my Instagram is at It's Andrea B. And until next time, you guys, and like I always say, if you're still here, then you're not done yet. Take care.